Hello and welcome to the Gambler Podcast. I'm Selectabet and joining me today is a man who, when it comes to goals, is more deadly than Messi, more clinical than Lauren Shankland and more prolific than Mitch Meganson. It's our very own goals galore king, Mr Greg Browning. How are you doing, Greg? Yeah, very good, thank you. Good, are you excited to be on the Gambler podcast? I am actually, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We should probably take a minute to explain what Gambler is and why we've decided to launch a podcast, I guess. Probably best described as a spin-out from Mr Fix's Tips. It's a project that we've been working on for a while to give contributors like yourself a, a bigger platform. We're probably a couple of months away from a full launch, but we wanted to get started straight away to see if there's an appetite um, for this kind of thing. So hopefully if you're listening, you'll enjoy the podcast um, and we'll give you some ideas for your bets at the weekend. We should probably confess also that this is our second podcast. We recorded a pilot last week, which we shared amongst our friends. If you really want to listen to it, it's available on our SoundCloud channel. With all that in mind, let's kick on with this weekend's betting opportunities. And we're going to start off in Scotland. So I think at the moment there's the um, League Cup action this weekend. So it does decimate the Premiership card and the Championship card. So I've had a look further down the leagues and into League One, where we have kind of runaway favourites already at this stage of the season in Falkirk. Uh, Falkirk at home to Montrose. Now, Falkirk really should not be in the third tier of Scottish football. They will probably be odds-on favourites to win most weeks, and they're certainly odds-on favourites to win the league. So they started the league off pretty well. They hammered Dumbarton 6-0 on the opener. Um, they're at home again to Montrose. Having looked through... Uh, Falkirk's lineup. they do have a very experienced team. So Dean McKinnon has brought in a wealth of experience. He's got Cammy Bell in goals, he's got Paul Dixon, Gomez that played for Dungeon United, um, Gary Miller and Connor Salmon up front. So a wealth of experience in there and they should really win most weeks. And they'll probably be a big favourite, I think, with punters as the season goes on. Finding value, um, that's probably the hard part, but there's obviously a market that I've highlighted before and on our initial podcast last week is the win and over 1.5 goals market. So I think for me, over 1.5 goals and Falkirk to win the match at 4-5 with Coral is uh, it's probably my best bet at the weekend. I was going to mention that Falkirk beat Celtic under 21s during the week. And on the face, face of that, that looks like a good result. But it's really hard to tell just how how good the Celtic under 21s just the young lads, isn't it? and these cold teams really are but I suppose it keeps the momentum going for Falkirk um, as you say they've had some big wins um, I take it there's, you're absolutely convinced that Montrose won't get anything out of the game despite the fact they beat your beloved St Johnson earlier in the season oh yeah I think even Mr Fixit's brother Clay Bank could have beaten us that week so <laughs> we won't go into that but I think up front for Falkirk anyway they've got Declan McManus and Connor Salmon now Connor Salmon's been about. He's been at Motherwell, Kilmarnock, Hearts. He was yep. down south at Derby, Wigan. So yep. he's been about for a good few years now. He's, he's 34. I think he's 34 anyway. 30, 33 or 34. Um, he will score a barrel load of goals in the, the third tier of Scottish football. He's already got two this season. Um, between him and Declan McManus, they should be looking to hit between 30 and 40 goals a season between them. OK, so that's Falkirk and over one and a half goals. Remind us of the price again. Four to five at Coral. Nice one. And your next game is also in League One? It is, actually. It's uh, Peterhead at home to Dumbarton. Um, been attracted to this match, mainly on Dumbarton's horrible run of form. They've now lost six matches in a row. And I'm being honest, I think Jim Duffy's time is numbered at Dumbarton. Yep. Um, 
they've lost six games in a row, as I said. They've only scored two goals. He said that he's really struggled to bring players in. I think at the start of the season in the Betfred Cup, he only had maybe three or four boys on the bench. Really difficult to assemble a squad, and that's certainly showing. Um, they've been hammered a few times this season already, including yes. a 6-0 defeat at Falkirk on the opening day. So they travelled to Peterhead on Saturday, who are without their talisman striker, Rory McAllister. So I think those familiar with Scottish football will know Rory McAllister is something of a goal-scoring machine in the lower leagues in Scotland. One of those boys that could have played at a higher level but chose to work on his working commitments, which I think he's a plumber or owns a plumbing business. Uh, but he's been scoring 20-plus goals now for, what, four, five, six seasons. He's actually injured, so they have brought in Derek Lyle, who, if they want to put the word veteran, he kind of epitomises the word veteran. He's been about for a long, long time. Spent most of his time at Queen of the South um, and scored a lot of goals in the lower leagues in Scotland. He's already got two goals this season. Jim McAnally's done a really good job at Peterhead and one of the facts of the day for that is he's the longest serving manager in Scottish football. I think he will be in charge at Peterhead eight years uh, next month, which is actually really quite some feat given the turnaround of managers at a lot of clubs these days. So, uh, yeah, I think the are going to struggle. It's a long trek up to Peterhead. Peterhead have had a decent enough start. They drew with Falkirk, which is a fantastic result if you think about that in terms of Falkirk's budget. And they drew away at East Fife so I think they've got a great chance to get three points on the board to a really struggling Dumbarton team. And I wouldn't be surprised um, if Dumbarton do lose this match that Jim Duffy could be on his way out. Yeah, I noticed that Dumbarton have conceded 20 in their last six. So that would suggest to me that goals might be the way to go. Um, so does that tie in with what your your bet would be on that match? Yeah, I would do. I think missing McAllister is a big miss for, for Peter Head. They do have quite an experienced team, though. And like I said, they like, will score goals, but probably not at the same level as McAllister. I think Peter had to win um, just in the win outright market. It's probably the safest bet. And they are 5-6 to six with William Hill. OK. Moving on to... We've obviously touched on the fact that there's uh, the Betfred Cup on Saturday, which leaves us with no no Premier League matches, no Championship matches, um, but eight uh, Cup matches across the weekend. There aren't too many attractive fixtures, to be honest. Probably the highlight will be Motherwell v Hearts on Friday night. But I know you've taken a look at Celtic v Dunfermline um, and think that the Pars might incur the wrath of, of Celtic following their exit from the Champions League midweek. Yeah, I won't touch upon Celtic's disastrous elimination too much, but it really was a really disappointing night for Celtic. Um, what's the reason why tactics, expensive players on the bench, but ultimately players player error. Brown made a huge mistake, Bain made a huge mistake. So they played on Fremont on Saturday at home. They're as short as 1-16 to 16 to win the match. So trying to find value, again, is very difficult. But in the same vein as Falkirk, I'm going for over 3.5 goals and Celtic to win the match, which pays 4-5 to five with Labrooks. So I think at the moment, as you said, Dunfermline very likely to receive the wrath of Celtic after that kind of shocking result at home to Cluj on, on Wednesday. Oh, sorry, on Tuesday, sorry. Uh, Dunfermline have started the season relatively well. But I think if you look at how Celtic have performed against Motherwell and St Johnston in the league domestically, they've scored 12 goals, they're at home. They may make changes for this match. Whoever comes in is more than capable of stepping up. Um, so I really think Celtic are well worth, well worthy of backing to score at least four goals in that match. And if obviously if they do, they'll win the game. So in terms of trying to find value, the over 3.5 goals and Celtic to win uh, market looks like the most attractive option for that match. 
Yeah, I think you're right about the changes. I think with Celtic got a Europa League qualifier now on Thursday um, against the IK. I think Neil Lennon probably take the opportunity to rotate some of that squad, um, which might present some opportunities in terms of first goal scorers or any time goal scorers. Um, the one that I like the look of is Marianne Schved, who's six to one. Uh, to open the scoring at Betfair or 75 at any time. Um, also thought Callum McGregor was a big price at 14 to 1. Now Neil Lennon might take a chance to rest McGregor having thrown him in at left back um, <laughs> on Tuesday night. But McGregor played more games than anyone in world football last year, so um, there's a fair chance that he'll still be involved in that game. But um, yeah, can't disagree with the fact that probably be a fairly one-sided affair regardless of who's... I think it's just a case of um, how many Celtic score. So I think yeah. Celtic's record, obviously, in the League Cup is fantastic. They've won it the last three seasons. They have won 17 of their last 18 League Cup matches. They've won 12 in a row. They'll definitely beat their family on Saturday. Um, it's just a case of how many. OK, so that's three Scottish games, which look really interesting. Um, so down in England, there's a big match Saturday night. Um, Man City v Spurs. I was quite surprised to see City as short as 1-3, to three, to be honest, for this one. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, actually. I thought you might have got me 1-2, 4-7 this early in the season but the bookies have taken absolutely zero chance uh, no chances at all um, in terms of the, the placing of this match um, when you look at the matches from last season they, they played each other four times uh, three of those matches finished 1-0 uh, Man City winning three of the matches and I think Spurs won 1-0 at home in the Champions League so really really short yeah you've got to fancy Man City to, to go and win that match Mm-hmm. So, there's, again, there's not much value to be had. Even the over 2.5 goals market is really short at 1-2. to two. With the last year's matches being tight games this early in the season, it might be tight again. I think the value for me is in the goal scorers market. So, there's there's more than two or three or four candidates for goals. I think if you look at Man City, Raheem Sterling, what a season he had last season and the season before that. So, I think 18 goals two seasons ago, 17 goals last season, and he's already in three this season after scoring a hat-trick away to West Ham on the opening day. So what a start for him. So he can be backed any time at 20-21 to 21 with Bet365, which I think is really good value. Yep. From a Spurs perspective, it's all about Harry Kane, isn't it? Um, he's as big as 2-1 to any time against um, City on Saturday. When you look at his goal-scoring record over the last five seasons, it's just phenomenal. Uh, and I say tongue-in-cheek, he had a poor season last season. He only managed 27 goals. That was that was his lowest total uh, in the last four seasons. Uh, he's been hitting 28, 30, 35 goals. So last season was his lowest. And when his lowest is 28, you, you can just see how much he means to, to Tottenham. He's yeah. their main threat. And he's already got two goals. He scored two goals against Aston Villa on Saturday in a 3-1 win at home. They left it pretty late. Uh, but again, great start to the season for, for Spurs. Great start for Harry Kane. And 2-1 to any time. Is massive. I think any time that you can get Harry Kane at two to one, you've got to take it, really, haven't you? Yeah, it won't come around very often. I think obviously it'll probably be Tottenham's toughest away day of the season, yeah. Yeah. and you're getting fifteen to two at Spurs to win the match, which, is, which again is massive as well. Yeah, should be an exciting game. Um, could go a long way to deciding the title already at this early stage of the season. Um, I think you're right. I think probably the the any time markets might be the best play of the game considering the short prices on on the City win. Okay, one of the other things that we're looking to do on the site is to try and educate as much as we can. So we need to talk about Strom's God set, don't we? We do. So Norwegian top flight team identified them this season, actually. Um, So if you look at the top flight in Norwegian football, uh, Strom's God set are actually bottom of the league. 
Um, they were playing Bodo Glimt on a week on Monday ago and backed that match for, for over 3.5 match goals. Having looked at the match, um, Strom's God said, despite being bottom of the league, they absolutely hammered their opponents and they got beat 3-1. It was a real robbery from Bodo Glimt to win that match. So kind of kept an eye out for the, their next home game and they played Valerenga um, the following week at home and were as big as 2-1. to one. And they won that match 3-2. So don't don't be fooled by seeing teams at bottom of the league, especially at home. You tend to find teams at the bottom end of the table tend to get most of their points in home matches and struggle away in the road. Yep. So keep keep an eye out for them. They'll likely be a, a big price again in their next home match. I'm not sure they're playing. I think it's Viking at home or Viking away in their next match. If they're away from home, just leave it. But certainly worth keeping an eye out for their home games. Okay. And that kind of brings me on nicely to a piece that I wanted to have a, a brief chat about by the excellent Marco Hare um, at We Love Betting, <laughs> whom I've seen get fairly animated on Twitter during the, the Liverpool-Norwich game on Friday night. Um, by all accounts, Norwich played really well, but ended up uh, on the end of a 4-1 defeat. And that, I think that inspired Mark to write a piece about confirmation bias and how, like you've just said, um, sometimes the full-time result doesn't tell the full story and it was, a, it was a great piece just about how you can actually use the stats to your advantage so ordinary punters may look at that result which obviously finished 4-1 to Liverpool but never, it didn't tell the story of the game and even the Norwich manager said as much post-match and he was talking about up until half-time Norwich had similar possession at Liverpool they had more shots and goal but somehow they found themselves 4-0 down due to the fact that Liverpool had four shots and had scored from every one of them. From a betting point of view, there's got to be some interest in Norwich at 5-4 to to win at home to Newcastle at the weekend. I think Newcastle were a team in transition, obviously. They lost Benitez. They have signed a few players, but they don't tend to travel too well in Newcastle. Norwich, I think, are going to be a really exciting team to watch this year. I think we spoke about in last week's podcast about their gung-ho approach to matches. Um, Defensively, they're not great but they do score a lot of goals. So they will probably win matches 2-1, 3-2. And I think, um, just going back to the point a minute ago about identifying teams and trends, Norwich for a late goal. If you look at their championship games last season, the yeah. amount of goals they scored late on in the last 10 minutes of matches was incredible. Um, so it's worthwhile keeping an eye out for that um, this season, especially against teams like Newcastle at home. Yeah. So there's... 5-4 to, to beat Newcastle, but they're also 11-10 to 10 to score two or more, and I think that looks a good shout. Yeah, um, I think it's a cracking shout, that one. If you ignore the, the final score from last week and pay more attention to the stats, then I think that stands up to scrutiny. And just at the back of that as well, I think anybody watching the Man U-Chelsea match would find the same thing. That game finished 4-0. I didn't see the match, but I do believe the first half an hour, Chelsea were probably the better team, and 4-0 probably flattered Man U. Yeah, I think when I spoke to you earlier in the week, we discussed looking at Man United's next match, and it turns out they're away to Wolves on Monday night. I would hope to have got a bigger price on Wolves. I think they're about twenty-three to ten, which I don't, I don't think is the best of prices, but there might be some value in looking at um, getting them on the, the handicap because I certainly don't think uh, Sunday's was a was a four-nil performance. I, I think Wolves are a victim of their own success that way because last season Wolves at home against the big guns Chelsea, yeah. Man U, Arsenal, Liverpool performed really well. Yeah. I think they only lost one of those games. They beat Man U twice, I think. So a very very difficult team to beat in Molineux. Yeah, so that should be interesting. I don't think that'll be plain sailing for United. And again, it's a case of looking at the stats more than actual the results um, can often tell a, 
a much richer story from a betting point of view and certainly in terms of identifying opportunities. I don't know if it's on a similar vein, but I know you wanted to talk about the Hibs v St Johnson match, which is not this weekend, but next weekend. Fortunately, due to the uh, League Cup action, there's no St Johnson match this weekend. Hibs are in action on Saturday against Morton in the League Cup. So St Johnson travelled to Hibs a week on Saturday. Uh, Hibs obviously smartened from their 6-1 hammering at Ibrox um, last Sunday. I think for me, having watched St Johnson five times now this season, we are a team really, really struggling of confidence. We're not a goal threat. Defensively, we're a bit of a shambles. We've lost seven goals against Celtic, two against Livingston, Forfar scored two against us, Montrose scored against us, Ross County scored two against us. I could, could go on and on and on. Um, I think Hibs will be a decent price. When I say a decent price, they'll be backable if you throw in the over 1.5 goals and Hibs to win market. So there isn't any markets out yet as Hibs are playing against Morton on Saturday. So hopefully we'll get markets first thing on Monday morning. Hopefully it should be around about 1-2 or 4-7 for the Hibs win. But if you throw in over 1.5 match goals on top of that, we should definitely get at least 11-10 to 10 or 5-4 to 4 on Hibs to win and over 1.5 match goals. Hibs have got a, an array of talent going forward. They'll definitely cause us problems. It's the Easter Road. We are really struggling. So I think that's probably the bet of the weekend for me for next weekend already. And one thing you can be sure is that price will plummet come next Saturday. Hibs won't be wanting two to win that match or four to seven. They'll be they'll be a lot shorter. Yeah, so it's a case of getting that on that early. Yeah, we'll get on it straight away. The minute the price has come out, hopefully next Monday, this Monday coming, sorry, uh, get on it straight away. Okay, I think that's one for everybody's wee black book um, for next week. One of the things we want to encourage on the podcast is to ask people who are, are listening to send us any questions or insights that you'd like to see us feature on the podcast. So please do so. Feel free to email hello at gambler, which is gambla.co.uk, with any questions or queries that you might have. To kick things off, I've got one for you, Greg. Um, what do you think the maximum payout on an ACA at Bet365 is? Oh, if you said Skybet, I would have said about fifty pounds. Um, for <laughs> Bet365, five hundred thousand. Close. Believe it or not, they'll pay out up to two million pounds on an acre. But what I did find interesting was that that depends on what markets that you're betting on. So as long as you're betting on the likes of the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, Champions League, Europa League, then they'll pay up to two million pounds. But and I'm not sure that many punters know this, that drops dramatically depending on any other league matches or any games involving other leagues that you include in your ACA. It drops away down to £50,000 if you include a UEFA Champions League qualifying match. So in theory, you could have a, an ACA that's worth over a million pounds, but Bet365 would be well within their rights to only pay you £50,000 if you had a bet on, say, Aberdeen to win against Rijeka on Thursday night. That's incredible, That's isn't it? it? I think yeah. at the moment, um, if you think about the, the, the markets being offered now, especially around both teams to score and over 2.5 goals, you see them on social media every weekend, £2, £5, and they're, they're paying 10 15 20 £50, £70,000. So punters probably don't know, like you've just called out, that the maximum payout is a lot less than they think it will be because they've got matches involved that are not from the top flights. Yep. I think it's worth, I know it's a pain, but it's it's worth just having a recheck at the T's and C's when you're looking. I'm, I'm not advocating people stick on ACAs that are going to pay out a million pounds. 
but it'd be really galling to think that you had that account and you know you were actually limited to how much that you could actually get back. And to test the theory, I actually stuck on a bet that which was worth over fifty thousand pounds that included a Europa League match, and the bet slip allowed me to do it. The bet slip actually said it was a, it was over seventy thousand pounds that it paid out, um, despite the fact that the T's and C's would only limit that to fifty k. So it's just one worth knowing about. Um, it's maybe something punters out there don't know much about, and hopefully. These are the kind of things that we can bring to your attention. So if there's anything like that that you think would be good to share with any other listeners uh, on the podcast, please feel free to send us little snippets like that in and we'll certainly be happy to to share that info. Okay, I think that wraps everything up for this week. Would you mind giving us a wee recap of the bets that we've discussed this week then, Greg? Yeah, of course. So we've got Falkirk to beat Montrose and over 1.5 match goals. We've got Peterhead to beat Dumbarton. We've got Celtic to beat Dunfermline and over 3.5 match goals. We have two goal scorers bets from the Man City Tottenham game. So we have Raheem Sterling to score any time at 20 to 21 and Harry Kane to score any time at 2 to 1. We've got Norwich at home to Newcastle and we're taking Norwich to score over 1.5 match goals at 11 to 10. Keep an eye out for Strom's Godset from the Norwegian top flight. And finally, Last but not least, we have St Johnston travel to Hibs a week on Saturday and we are taking Hibs to beat St Johnston and over 1.5 match goals. Just leads me to say thanks very much to everyone who has listened to the podcast. As I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so at hello at gambla.co.uk. Gambla is G-A-M-B-L-A.co.uk. Please subscribe to our SoundCloud channel. And next week's podcast will be uploaded to mrfixitstips.co.uk. Thanks very much for your time, Greg. See you next week. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers.